we are recording for intro to episode 117, season 4, Return of the Cutaways. I didn't know we were a Star Wars movie. And welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) The indifferent one. (laughs) Today. That's a good start. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. Welcome back to our podcast, season four, or hello if you're just now joining us. I know a lot of people. Where have you been? Seriously. (laughs) Where have you been? <laughs> I reject that nobody... Actually, no. I, I believe that nobody listens to this. Yeah. Because that's the only way that I can get through this. Yeah. But so. we know we've got some new listeners. <laughs> Which was like the weirdest conversation that I've ever had at a networking event. Yeah. And like, I just don't want... Like, yeah. That's why you run the, the social media. Mm-hmm. You do all that. And I'm like, nope. Nobody listens to what I have to say because I am indifferent to the world we love you everybody i'm not indifferent you. to the world but i am indifferent to knowing that people want to res- like listen to my opinion well welcome hello to everybody this is our podcast where we watch romantic comedies that we st- are still doing after three years happy birthday to us again that we mostly hate we have mostly hated but i think what we do as like filmmakers is we give reasons why we hate something this may not work as a movie you know and or like be good for people who want good self-esteem you know yeah i so i watched a comedy special last night Uh which i thought you would find really amusing oh yeah it's the um it's the new one on netflix um eliza right right i saw that Uh, advertised to me yes elder millennial which i thought was great (laughs) um but she during part of her set she describes that all women have a dragon inside of them Mm -hmm. that's just waiting to come out and i'm like bitch mine's out all the time 24 7 365 days i feel like she's listened to our podcast because we've discussed that yeah yeah so but it was just great because she actually like walked around like a dragon and like flapped her wings around her kitchen kind of thing and i was just like yes I'd, i'd watch for that no totally you should watch it i almost died from laughing so hard nice and that's what we're here to do today. <laughs> yep. I always just try to bring it on back. <laughs> bring it on down to Veganville. Ah! <laughs> bring it on down to Veganville. You know what's another song? Hercules? No. <laughs> Bless my soul. Herc was on a roll. I used to know like all the words of that. I, I do know all the words to that. Anyway, I was thinking, sweet home Alabama. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sweet home Alabama. I think that's the only words that I know <laughs> of this song. And also... A movie. The movie we're watching today. Yeah, it's 2002's Sweet Home Alabama. Yay, 2002. We're out of 2001. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. We've both seen this movie, but... 
you I, have no memory of it. Yeah, it's I, it's going to be like new to me. Like you were telling me things and I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I've seen it once like in 2002. I can't remember anything about it. <laughs> um, DVD.com describes this film as Melanie abandons her Alabama roots and high school sweetheart husband in favor of Manhattan's glamorous social circles where she attracts a handsome Park Avenue boyfriend. But when she visits home, she begins to question her decision. I wonder who the Manhattan handsome Park Avenue boyfriend is. The one I'll be rooting for. (laughs) This movie stars Reese Witherspoon from previous episode Legally Blonde, Josh Lucas, and the incomparable Patrick Dempsey (laughs) from Can't Buy Me Love. Dude, I'm so excited. Is his hair good in this movie, though? I don't know anything about it. (laughs) I feel like his hair was better in Can't Buy Me Love, but, you Mm. know, I'm a sucker for long hair, (laughs) and especially with, like, really nice natural curls. Mm -hmm. So, as we can see on my Instagram feed of my husband, Mm -hmm. who just told me today that he's growing his hair back out again. What? Whoa. Alert the press. I know, right? (laughs) He kind of misses it. (laughs) Oh, what a gem. <laughs> he does look good both ways, except it does get a little weird as he's growing it out. Yeah. Like the in-between phase. He's very awkward teenager. Yeah. <laughs> but Sorry, like Sam. once it like goes full lion's mane, yeah. it is gorgeous. It is good. Like, <laughs> no. Like I would come over and be like, eh, to the hair. And then one day I was like, oh, it looks good. <laughs> Keep it. Don't cut it. Because like I kept on being like, cut your hair, cut your hair. Cut yeah. It. And then I was like, oh, no, it looks good. <laughs> it took a while, though. So... I'm readying my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) This film was directed by Andy Tennant, who we previously saw his work in Ever After, A Cinderella Story. Mm -hmm. The editors for this film were Troy Takaki? Mm -hmm. Takaki? Takaki. Takaki. And Tracy Wadmore-Smith, who was the assistant editor, or the first assistant editor for Ever After, A Cinderella Story. Mm Mm-hmm. The first assistant editors for this film were Matt Evans and Sean Thomas with the assistant editing team. Jesus, they had so many. Brian Lemaru, Lemaruk, Maru, there's an X. Mm-hmm. Um, really sorry if we butcher your names and like you actually listen to our podcast. Uh, Stephen R. Sachs, Stuart Sperling, Patrick Thornhill were all part of the assistant editor team. Yeah. What kind of... I feel like they're kind of like Avengers, maybe. Brian. Well, Steven, this Stewart was Patch. like a studio film, and mm. they probably had to get the tag get it to a specific air date, mm-hmm. or they didn't have a specific amount of money, so they just like paid a bunch of people instead of having a bunch of like extra days. Mm. It was cheaper in the end. Yeah, there's a lot of assistance. That is a lot of assistance. Especially for 2002. Well, it could also be that the like they had an assistant editor team on location. Like, they're doing dailies or, or, or something. Like it, it, there's many reasons why there could be a lot. Mm-hmm. Or it could be, like, somebody left. There's, like, all sorts of things. Controversy. Ooh. Right? Entry home Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> I mean, it's Alabama. There's lots of controversy. Whoa. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> Uh, This movie is rated PG-13 for language and sexual references. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's one hour and 49 minutes long, which is kind of long. Yeah. 
It's rated 3.5 stars on DVD.com. I'm not going to tell you what DVD thought I would rate it. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Two stars. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be about where it is. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We don't know what's going to happen. It's a mystery. Well, are you ready to go watch it? Heck yeah. Is there anything else you want to preface the episode with? I don't know. Oh, I'm really excited to see Reese Witherspoon. I'm really excited to see Patrick Dempsey. I don't know. I'm coming at this now from my cutaways experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So definitely the first time I saw it, I was like, ugh, you know, who wants to see this girly movie? And now I'm like, let's see what potential this movie. I, you know, that's I'm coming at it from a more positive angle, but we'll see. <laughs> Okay, Xander's excited. Xander's excited. Let's go watch it. Okay, sounds good. Classic cutaways where we come back in with a song. Dun 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 dun. Y'all, when did I start speaking with the southern accent when we were watching this? Halfway through? Halfway through. <laughs> I don't have a southern accent. Your your natural cadence? Probably. I mean, I come from southern Illinois slash southern Missouri. Middle of the country. Yeah, dead center. <laughs> from good old St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. Missouri? Mm-hmm. Where you say root instead of root. Root. And roof. 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 Roof instead of roof. <laughs> I always screw that one up because I can't help but say roof. Yeah. It's like a dog. It's like, woof. <laughs> tomato is another one. Tomato. Tomato. Just miss being back at your house on that porch in the summer rains. Mm. That is the best porch for mm-hmm. the rain. Mm-hmm. So sweet home Alabama from Touchstone Pictures. And Buena Vista. Buena Vista Distribution. Disney. Disney. Who owns everything now? Yeah. I'm kind of mad at them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not going to talk about the studio situation right now. I feel like there's a few things that are going on in the industry that we're not going to talk about right now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but let's just say that there's some some anger. Mm-hmm. Some, some angers. Yeah, not not our typical angers. <laughs> you know, just some, some financial angers. Mm-hmm. Some safety mm-hmm. potential issues. Yes. You know. We'll see what happens. And then we'll get even more angry. <laughs> yeah, most likely that's what's going to happen. Uh, like, I've already, like, just reached the point where I'm like, I'm going to be really angry about this in, like, a month. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, maybe. It'll actually, it'll probably be, like, in two weeks. Yeah. Future us are in for... Him for a treat. Treat. <laughs> Fun times. Fun times. Okay. So, I think... Here's what I think. You want to hear what I think? What do you think? I think the movie was cute. Isn't it? Yeah. There's, I don't, there's some underlying issues. Yeah. And I'm not, like, 100% sure about, like, rooting for either guy, you know? Yeah. I didn't really care about the guys as much as I cared about... Melanie's development. Yes. No, her her story is really well done. Yeah. There's many layers and facets that Reese Witherspoon kind of mm-hmm. really brought a nice little sprinkle of fairy dust on. Yeah. And like the movie like 
I feel like easily passes the Bechdel test. Well, yeah, she talks about a baby in a bar. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Passed. <laughs> it's not a dude. <laughs> and they talk about other things. Yeah. So yeah. totally. Fashion and mm-hmm. other womenly things. Yeah, just well-rounded characters. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoyed that. But yeah, I mean, like, am I rooting for either team? Eh, who really cares? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I like Josh Lucas just because he's gruff and like, you know, I like rugged yeah. men. I don't like put together men. Yeah. And I'm Hence why like... my bedroom looks like this. But you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I like that, like in the end, I didn't hate. Patrick Dempsey no. because usually they turn like the the uppity Yankee New Yorker into like an asshole and you're supposed to hate him you know no they did that with his mom well you never really liked her no but I mean like she she really shows her true colors at the end I love the line you're supposed to be a Democrat yeah that was probably my favorite thing <laughs> those like politicians like I'm a Democrat poor people vote for me yeah, like, like, uh, <laughs> like like, oh, <laughs> oh chow. A couple of politics like that. Uh, north versus south sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Confederacy. Yes. Not a lot of black people in the south in that town who weren't maids. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is like a vestige of a different time. Yeah. But to be fair, also on the New York side as well. Yeah. There was just like the one token black, gay, black, yeah. Dude. Also token gay character, yeah. Token black character. Well, no, he wasn't token gay character because Bobby Ray, because Bobby Ray was also gay. Yeah, and they fell in love. They had a look. It was like suddenly Bobby Ray uh, acknowledged, knew what gaydar was. Yeah, this is like the first time he's been in a, a room with another gay person. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. I was just like, oh, yeah. I did squeal when they were like looked at each other, like ah. There's a movie here. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, could use more diversity, but, yeah. Do you think people from Alabama, like, went in and were like, this is wrong? Probably. Because every time, like, Missouri is in a movie and I'm like, <laughs> I know this isn't Missouri, but it feels like Missouri and the characters are really bringing it for me. And, oh, my God, they just showed the arch for two seconds. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. <laughs> Do you think that the accents were overdone? And a bit stereotypical. Well, that's Reese Witherspoon's real accent. I was thinking of, like, the other people. I don't know. I I don't get super uppity about accents like other people do. Mm. I mean, you can tell when it's a really bad British accent, but a really bad Southern accent can be a caricature. But I didn't feel like we reached caricature level. I felt... I feel like... I, I, I think I could pinpoint it to jake's like date like her her yes yeah but not anybody in like the main cast right i didn't feel like i felt like they were very true to like a southern experience mm-hmm. dakota fanning was in it right with some kissing some underage questionable consent kissing yeah <laughs> she was cute she was she does look like reese witherspoon yes with her spoon with her spoon without her spoon yeah, we've she is sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> there are several pro I f- feel like since we watched the deleted scenes. Oh, right. Yes. I mean, they 
they made and they could have made Andrew like in a complete and utter asshole. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like the filmmakers at the time weren't really realizing that what they were setting up was actually really bad. Go on, explain it. So there was another character in the movie that was completely cut out because her character made test audiences feel as if Andrew was cheating on Reese Witherspoon's character, Melanie. Mm-hmm. So her this name, is, she was Aaron, the intern. Yeah. Aaron, the intern. And we watched a deleted scene where she's like house sitting for Melanie mm-hmm. and he's over there for some reason that wasn't necessarily explained. Just that he was checking on things, mm-hmm. which is questionable language there in general. Yes. And so the intern was trying on different dresses and then was asking his opinion. And then she would turn around and she was butt fucking naked with a thong on. Mm-hmm. She was topless and on- that was the only fabric. And it was slightly see-through. Yeah. I mean, this is a... Uh, I mean, like, was she a model? Because models are used to being, like, their clothes off everywhere. Well, uh, for me, if she's an intern, then she's supposed to be, like, she's wanting to aspire to be a fashion person. Like, Mm -hmm. she's not aspiring to be a model. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, it was definitely, and the camera panned down to her butt Butt. (laughs) and cut to his face, who was looking at her butt. Yeah. And it was supposed to be, as the director explained it, show that he is a man of honor. Lies. <laughs> that he would never do such a thing because here's the opportunity and he's saying, no, can I give you a ride home, sweet young little girl? No. that It didn't come off that no, way at all. We don't. We didn't see what happened before. We don't know why he's there. And he's not saying, whoa, 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 lady, close. Yeah. When he doesn't say anything after her, after either, mm-hmm. to imply like, yeah, dude, no, I'm, I'm with Melanie, right? Because like, to stop, she is hitting on him. Yes, which is, you know, on your boss's fiance, who's in politics. Yeah. Like, was she set up? Was she just a plant? Oh God, by the opposition. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they cut out her entire character until the end where you see that he ends up with her in the newspaper clipping, which is, like, totally fine. Yeah. Which is good. We want him to, like, move on. Because now we're, like, imagining a scenario where good things happened. Yeah. See, that would have probably played better if he was, if both him and Melanie were questioning Mm -hmm. at the same time. Yeah, and there were other deleted scenes about Aaron that we didn't watch because... We only needed that one. I just liked how in the deleted scenes, they were all introduced by the director. Yeah. And it was just like an apology tour of this is not good. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why things get cut out because they're not good. Yeah. So that's half time. I'm like, I don't want to see deleted scenes. To me, the fact that they thought that it was an okay scene all the way up until test screenings. Yeah. Concerning. Yeah. The movie was almost pretty bad because of that. Yeah. And and their alternate ending which was so sad. Yeah. They did that ending first. It's like not even alternate. It's their original ending. Yeah. And then they tested that and then had to go back for reshoots. Yeah. Because the original ending was him. Uh, so they, they kiss in the rain and then they get struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. Like to, to parallel the beginning. Which I did think was going to happen. 
Yes. But when it didn't happen, I didn't miss it. It was not necessary. In the beginning, it's introduced as a dream Mm -hmm. rather than an account of fact. Mm -hmm. So, like, did they get struck by lightning or did they just... I think they did, and it's enough to say, to keep in your your mind the whole, like, lightning doesn't strike twice. Mm -hmm. We don't need to see it, you know? It's, yeah. But anyway, so they get struck by lightning again as adults kissing in the rain mm-hmm. and um so he comes to the wedding reception <laughs> that's still going on even though well because she said i'm gonna be come back with a husband <laughs> yeah this is so strange he walks in and she is dead mm-hmm. like reese witherspoon is splayed out arms outstretched legs flopped. it's like harry in the, the last movie yes yeah. it's exactly like harry in the last harry potter movie anyway <laughs> so Harry Potter tangent. <laughs> but it's exactly, it's exactly, it's exactly the, same. the same. And so he's like, Melanie Carmichael is dead. Yeah. In front of her parents. Yeah. Like, Everybody is shocked. They look like they're having heart attacks. Yeah. People are very upset. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Melanie, Melanie lives. Which is stupid. Yeah. At least Why come up with keep, a better line. Or just keep up, keep Kelly, Melanie Carmichael. You already changed your name. Like, it's not, it's stupid. Like, you can change as a person, but you don't need to change your name. Like, yeah. I mean, well, even if he said Melanie Smooter would have been better, better. than Melanie yes. Melanie. I mean, as a designer, I wouldn't necessarily consider Smooter a very strong name. Well, I just figure he could say that in tribute to her roots, but still legally be Melanie Carmichael. Okay. Okay. Because Melanie Melanie's just dumb. I know we're getting way too into this. <laughs> Melanie Melanie is like the worst. Yeah. The Melanie Smooter is like second. Yep. And then I'm like, Melanie Carmichael sounds nice. Like, yes. Why did they give her the fucking name Smooter? Who is that even a last name? Yeah. So, well, yeah. So when he says that, she pops back up and, and she's like, alive. Ah, and they kiss and everybody's like, yay. We're like, oh, God. She looks dead. She it looks so dead. <laughs> her, her dress was scorched. Yep. She looks so dead. She Yeah. We thought like, oh no, they killed her off. <laughs> Went through all this personal growth and then you dead. You dead. <laughs> That's what the moral of the movie would have been. Don't go back home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just stay. Stay. Up north mm-hmm. where it's safe. Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> it was tragic. So that was an experience from... Watching the DVD. Terrible quality. Terrible quality DVD. You can tell it's an older DVD. A, because of the terrible quality. And B, because we get special features. Which they don't give special features on DVDs anymore. That are through Netflix. Because they want you to like purchase extra things. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, let's get into this movie. Which I actually wrote, as you can tell, like a third of notes. Because I think I was pretty enjoying it. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a very cute movie. Like, it's not gonna... It doesn't win anything. Yeah. It's never going to. The story is very minimal. Yeah. But at the same time, I've seen less story in movies we've watched. No, totally. Like, I just keep coming back to... it. It's not just about who she gonna choose. Yeah. It's her making peace with her past. Well, and I, I feel like that's what Reese Witherspoon brought to the role Mm -hmm. because i don't feel like she was written necessarily that way Mm -hmm. like i would definitely like to read the original script and see where like the writer thought it was going 
because there's something about her performance that gives it that like breath of life Mm -hmm. in a way well they originally cast Charlize Theron and then she had to jump out I think because of a union thing (laughs) go unions (laughs) and then so they cast Reese like the opening weekend of Legally Blonde okay but I just I feel like there's something about Reese Witherspoon that she doesn't get noticed for often where where they don't give her a lot to work with mm-hmm. and she really gives it gives it that oomph or that just that little something yeah where i feel like oh no she's a real person yeah rather than a person on a screen or or something a very stock character totally especially like in the genre because that's how bad like it could go that that way very easily yeah because you're banking on the the, the rom-com star mm-hmm Rather than an actress. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like even if you see like the same thing in like Runaway Bride or something like Mm -hmm. Julia Roberts roles that I definitely wasn't feeling as much as I felt this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's little nuggets. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what all actors do strive for. Just some are better at it than others. Mm -hmm. I think the good ones really do that like I love Meryl Streep's idea of acting is that you embody the character as a person and that she likes to pick something that only the character knows and that's that informs her performance Mm -hmm. like I love that idea because that's something so unique yeah it gives that uniqueness to a person yeah I felt that that they kind of they added that depth with like I don't really like the miscarriage, but like they held on to that for like a long time. Like you didn't know that that was a part of her character. Yeah. For a while. Well, and they didn't necessarily like explain why she left mm-hmm. until that moment, which I thought was really nice. It was like a nice slow burn of you. You see the, the outright emotion and you see the love, mm-hmm. but you also see the pain. Yeah. And the shame. Yeah. That she still like feels. Yeah. Is like that was a heavy scene that yeah. came out of nowhere. I was like, wow, <laughs> oh, because I thought, you know, I thought going into that scene, you're just like, oh, it's a typical like he's gonna come, there's something gonna spark, maybe they're gonna get into a little tiff or something. But there was this whole other thing, and I was just like, hey, now. Well, and it was like the first time that they were alone mm-hmm. completely without the dog, without any of like the distractions and like mm-hmm. the things that overwhelming. And, you know, she's at a graveyard essentially seeing the grave of her, her baby that she probably you like, mm-hmm. like knowing, I think like that hurt her, mm-hmm. especially like when he says, no, he died and you weren't here. Like you can yeah. see it on her face, just how much that hurt her, the dog dying. Yeah. Like I know people think that dog owners are really crazy in treating your pet as, as your child, but when you really like come down to it, that's like the same, it's the same relationship that you're building just with a permanent two year old, like just how it is. And I think because dogs feed into that, they pick up on that. And it's such a human emotion for us to just be like, no, you're mine now. Mm. You were, you were born in my womb and I will, <laughs> I will love you forever. Like that's just, it that feels- is legit how Ashley feels about Xander. <laughs> legit. Yeah, no, I, I cry 
extensively like any i i think about i see a sad dog story and i'm like this dog is dead and xander's gonna die Uh and sam's like it's 10 years down the road and i'm like you don't know that (laughs) he's gonna die and i just cry and then he does something cute and i Mm -hmm. cry it's it's, it is definitely like motherhood yeah but even when you look at like pack animals in the wild it's a family structure Mm -hmm. so it makes sense why dogs would be predisposed to have a predisposition to fitting into a family structure with people. But yeah, no, I, I love my dog as if he is a baby. There's something about it that is so natural and it shouldn't be mocked. It shouldn't be made fun of because you don't know what other person, that other person's life story is like. Mm -hmm. You didn't know that about her. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So back to the movie at hand, let's go through it. And, you know, I took some weak notes just because I knew you would fill in the gaps. I've seen this movie several times. (laughs) So we start out, we see Melanie and Jake as children running in the thunderstorm. A.K.A. Dakota Fanning and that one little kid. Yeah. And they see that this is the important where the lightning strikes the sand and makes this, melts the sand to form glass sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And they go and, like, check it out. And... Blah, blah, blah. Something about he wants to marry her. Lightning never strikes twice. But then he kisses her. And then they get struck by lightning. Because he wants to marry her. What is the line? Like, why do you want to marry me? So I can kiss you whenever I want. And Justine's like, consent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because here on the cutaways, we're all about consent. Yeah. Which is why we watch romantic comedies. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) To go like, why? <laughs> anyway, so yes, it's the metaphor of the same spot did get struck by lightning twice. So that's going to happen in their lives. Yes. So it didn't need to happen, the, the, the alternate ending. Oof. So then we're transported as the audience to the present, present New York. And Melanie is a fashion designer. And fashion. Fashion. It's fashion week. It's fashion week in New York. She goes to her apartment. It's just and it's like, her premiere. Yeah, it's full of roses. And she gets a call from her boyfriend, Dempsey. It's like, break a leg, baby. Then they're walking down the, the runway to No Doubt, which I was like, yeah. You know, Patrick Dempsey was really sweet in how much he supported her career. I mean, what was he doing? He was nobody. He was he was a political, like he was, he was working in his mom's campaign because yeah. he wants to run for president one day. He's just not old enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I I'm got like, this. I, I, he's, I, a, he's a nobody. No. Yeah, no, I'm like stretching thing, little yeah. nuggets of information. Well, definitely, his mom wanted him to be president yes. one day. Yes, yes, she's the New York mayor. But he works in politics, so I mean, I'm assuming that he also wants that too. But he actually is an idealistic Democrat where his mom is just Democrat in name. Yeah. So he like believes these things and actually wants to perpetuate change. That's what I got from him. Yeah. He wasn't in it a whole lot. No, he wasn't in it a super amount. But like after several rewatches of this, Mm -hmm. that's kind of the idea that I got because he was so he was such a dick to his mom. Yeah. Which was appreciated because she was such a fucking bitch. <laughs> is there is their engagement just a revenge engagement to the mom? No, he. I, don't I know. think he genuinely cared about her, but also that was just an added bonus. Yeah, because because his mom 
doesn't like her. No. Because she's not somebody with like a name or whatever. She's not in in political circles. She's not a Clinton. She's not a She's not a Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. She's not a Rockefeller. She's Elle Woods. Yeah. <laughs> She's come to fuck your shit up, lady. Yes. Okay, so Melanie and Andrew surprise engagement at Tiffany's. That was a scene that I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but it actually happened in real life. I can't believe. Did did Nick it's Nick It's Jeff? Nick Jonas. Nick did Nick Jonas make those people wait in the dark too? <laughs> I don't know about that, but let me look it up. Nick Jonas engaged. It's top search thing. Yeah, so apparently. It happened two days ago. Wow. Wow. We are really relevant on the podcast sometimes. Hit it. <laughs> Nick Jonas shut down a Tiffany's & Co. store to buy an engagement ring for Priyaka Chopra. Chopra? A source told people exclusively, and the romantic gesture immediately gave us flashbacks to everyone's favorite scene from the 2001 romantic comedy Sweet Home Alabama. Oh my god, we are relevant! <laughs> While Jonas 25 did not propose to Chopra 36 inside a Tiffany's store, he did pick out the perfect ring for his girlfriend of two months at the famous Diamond Destination. Two months? Yep. And I was just about to say, well... Andrew and Melanie have only been together for eight months. Well, this one wins. Oh, God. They are so happy, the source told us. A Jonas source told People the singer is very, very happy. Well, yeah. I'm happy with someone I've only been known for two months months and I haven't gotten sick of yet. (laughs) His friends and family have never seen him like this, and they're all really excited for him. He's definitely very serious about her. God. So... Melanie is first hesitant, but very excited to be engaged to this lovely man. But his hair was bad. Yeah. Ashley had many issues with the hair. You know, I'm in it for Nick, uh, for not Nick Jonas's hair, because Nick Jonas has no hair. Patrick Patrick Dempsey's hair. Yeah. um, And she's just like, let's uh, keep it to ourselves for a little while. And then turns the ring around. I'm just like, girl, it's still on. Your ring finger. Yeah, like, why Why not just put it, like, somewhere else? Because you know why? Her dress ain't got no pockets. <laughs> Fucking patriarchy. <laughs> Always get a dress with pockets. <laughs> I do. That is the major selling point on a dress. I actually spent 200 more dollars than I was originally planning on getting <laughs> to get a dress for the Magic Castle mm-hmm. because it had fucking pockets mm-hmm. and it made me feel like a princess mm, yeah <laughs> motherfucking princess <laughs> yeah. that's ashley <laughs> coming in here with a fucking bazooka <laughs> and, a tiara. and a tiara let's blow some shit up <laughs> you are deadpool <laughs> yes <laughs> okay <laughs> so okay they're at this thing I don't know what it is, but it's with his mom. It's like a campaign event. Or yeah. It's at the Met. So there's like so much press people there and the ring is discovered. So Obviously yeah. it's discovered. She didn't take it off her finger. <laughs> she could have put it in her purse. That's true. What were you thinking? Melanie? She was thinking that, oh, I just got engaged and I really secretly want everybody to know because this handsome man is next to me. And I can finally have, like, the notoriety and the family that I deserve. Oh yeah. But also, fuck. <laughs> Gotta divorce that one man. 
she was thinking a lot of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. It's complicated. So she goes to Alabama because she's got to go see Jake and get divorced. I like how that was revealed, too. Because remember, I was like, "What? oh, yeah, I remember now. And then she's like, come down here and get me a divorce. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, that's what this movie is. I love that that's the, like, she just thinks that she's going to secretly sneak into this tiny ass town, mm-hmm. get herself a divorce and get out. That's not how small towns work. No, honey. she ran into every single person she knew. Yeah. First of all, Jake does not want to get divorced. He refuses it. He also makes the excuse like, you're here, go see your parents and then we'll talk. Yeah. So my question about Jake... Jake has a lot of pain, too. He does. He's all pain. Yeah. He's all pain and chest hair. Baby blue eyes. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And? What's your question? I don't know anymore. You got <laughs> <laughs> lost in those eyes. He had beautiful eyes. Can I move on? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the only thing better is Sam's eyes. I have to say that. Wow. For liability reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's in the marriage contract. So there's also kind of this side plot that's happening, which I don't think we'll touch on as much. But Mayor Candace Bergen is trying to get the skeletons of the closet of, of Melanie Carmichael. For reasons that we don't know, except for that she just wants this Carmichael girl gone. Mm-hmm. She's like really Corella DeVille. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Jake gets Melanie arrested, has to call her parents. Mel gets upset with her parents because they don't visit her ever. And they're like, well, that goes both ways, honey. (laughs) And then she gets to tell them about Andrew, Patrick Dempsey. And then whatever, whatever, we meet Ethan Embry and all is right in the world. (laughs) Bobby Ray. Bobby Ray. (laughs) He was so cute. I I want him to be on the podcast. He plays like the same character in every movie, but I it's know. amazing. It's like John Hanna. It's just I want I want them both on our podcast. Yeah. They'd be good. I want to like just swoop them up like uh-huh. this and just like Just snuggle yeah. them right in this big, huge new bed that Ashley got. Yeah. It's very yeah. big. Ashley's very far away from me now. I'm sorry, but it had to happen. It had to happen. Sam and I could not live oh, yeah. on that tiny bed anymore. Okay. I'll deal with it. I could sleep on the bottom of the bed. You could. <laughs> okay. So Melanie goes to the bank and realizes that she has a joint bank account with Jake and then takes all of his money and buys him new furniture and new appliances for his house. Which I thought was nice, actually. It was nice. Did you see that nice fridge? Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. I don't know how it all got, like, delivered in a day in that small town. (laughs) She's got connections. Yeah, apparently. People are scared of her because she blew up the bank. I do like that side plot of everybody being afraid of her. Yeah. Because it's like Reese Witherspoon, and you're just like, she's so nice and gentle, and Uh and Elle Woods, and why everyone's scared? Because she blew up a cat in a bank. (laughs) Did she, though? Did she? So they go to a bar <laughs> and, and meet up with more old friends. And they're playing lots of pool and getting lots of drunk. She has lots of tequila. She makes a terrible, terrible ass of herself. Was it tequila or whiskey? 
Maybe it was whiskey. I don't know, ma'am. It was a lot of something. It was a lot of something. It's got to this point where she thinks she's better than everybody else. Well, she has lots of pain. Yeah. She's running from the pain. Yes. She put a Band-Aid on the pain and was like, nope. Yeah. And then now she's unleashing her lady rage. Yeah. At everyone, including beautiful young Bobby Ray. Oh, my God. She... She outs him. Outs him. Do you think he knew? Yeah. You think he knew he was gay? Yeah. Okay. Because that's, like, the one thing that I have always had questions about is, like, did he know? Was he really? Like, was he questioning? What, like, where where was Bobby Ray at in all of this? I think he knew. Okay. The pregnancy reveal. That, that happened before the outing. Okay. Yes. So they said, like, where were you on this night? And she's like, well, that's the night Jake got me pregnant. And it was just like, whoa. And then, like she says later on, she wanted to turn that shame and people looking at her, you know, away and put it on to Bobby Ray. So that's why she outed him there. Yeah. Which, you know, it's an awful, awful thing. Yes. But everybody knew it was an awful thing. She knew it was an awful thing. It's just everybody was drunk. As fuck. Yeah. Okay. So he he does. He takes her out. Tells her to stop disrespecting them. Yes. Sends her home. She wakes up and finds the signed divorce papers. Yes. So, like, she goes to visit Jake and just says, like, thank you. And then she goes to apologize to Bobby Ray. So At like, the Carmichael plantation. At the Carmichael, which we're like, oh, your last name isn't Carmichael, which we kind of knew. But then also was now confirmed. Now confirmed. And we see where she got it from. See, this movie is just like a mystery. Yeah. Yeah, I do like the way like the things were slowly revealed. And yeah. You're just like, oh, oh, that's nice. It's like charade. I thought you were going to say it's like Shrek. It's like an onion. Yes. <laughs> Shrek was also a mystery. <laughs> About self-identity. Yeah. This movie is like Shrek. <laughs> it's like onions. It's like onions. I'm sorry. That's still like one of the greatest lines yeah. ever. It's like, Shrek's like an onion. <laughs> you just kind of pull the layers back. It's like, but also it makes you cry. <laughs> okay. So when she's at the Carmichael plantation, she gets a photo taken of her by the quote unquote press. It's um the mayor's like assistant, the mayor's aide. They're the guy on Big Bang Theory now. Oh, I knew he looked somewhat familiar. Yeah, he plays, like, the, the guy who owns the comic book st- uh, store in the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. So then she's got to, like, keep up the lie. And Bobby Ray helps her. He saves the day. Yep. So they're friends again. Then it's the Catfish Festival. Catfish! <laughs> Which, at first, and I like they solved this easily. First, I'm like, why is she still here? But then she's there to to make peace with everyone. Yeah. Like, she just goes around apologizing to everybody, pretty much. Yep, pretty much. Then later that night, she goes to that pet cemetery that we were talking about. Yeah. And she cries for the dead dog. Bryant? Bryant, yeah. Or was it Bear? It Bear, was Bear. Bear was the... the Bear was the dead one. Aw, sad. And Jake joins her out of the darkness. They talk about their pregnancy. And she felt ashamed that... She was relieved. She was relieved that she miscarried because the baby would have kept her in there. And she had other dreams at that time. Yeah. Of 
doing things for her first. And I liked his line of, I thought that baby was going to be an adventure. And it took me a really long time to realize that that it would have meant that was your only adventure. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he appreciates her pain. Like, that's a really good, like, thing Mm -hmm. for a dude to say. Yeah. Because it acknowledges that he was really excited and he was really upset when it happened. But Mm -hmm. he didn't recognize where she was coming from and but he finally has mm-hmm. like that's a really important thing yeah of his growth yes i mean we don't talk a lot in the movie still about like unprotected sex or unwanted pregnancy or like even abortion which doesn't come up at all no well it's alabama yes and this isn't dirty dancing <laughs> no this is not about that it's it, yeah it is about that it's just that's that's why she went to New York. It's like, that's why she ran away without actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like she did, she could have gotten a divorce right away, but she didn't. She just ran away to New York and mm-hmm. then sent him divorce papers. Yeah. Yeah. She was majorly hurt by this. Yeah. Because I think there was some underlying issues there of, because he didn't acknowledge that, that she had other hopes and dreams and aspirations. Mm hmm. He was so focused in on the baby thing, which you do in grief. You get so tunnel vision on that. It makes sense that when you lose a child, you would want to replace that child immediately. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't about it and she couldn't be honest with her partner about her shame. Yeah. And And I mean, she goes off somewhere completely changes her identity and i think maybe that's what they were going for with that original ending was that she had killed that other melanie you know yeah i just don't think that that's like a really good message because i think you will never lose your past Mm -hmm. like your past is always going to be with you 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 are going to morph and change but your past is going to inform decisions your quote-unquote mistakes inform your decisions later on in life yeah so even if you change or or view something differently that is still a part of you yeah and and owning that i think is something that we should value a little bit and and saying that oh that other that me is dead yeah is is so diminishing of of the fact or even allowing people to grow and make mistakes. Like, I think we get so stuck on the fact that people do grow. I mean, we talked about this a little bit with the James Gunn thing. Like, wh- where's the line of where does it become okay for us to acknowledge that people make mistakes and allow them to grow from it? And then also where to continue to knock them down for those past mistakes. Like, where is that line? Mm-hmm. And is it okay for you to yell at somebody for something that they said 10 years ago when they could very well be a different person? Mm -hmm. And while I think what James Gunn did specifically, since I brought it up is it was terrible and vile and those are not jokes. He comes from St. Louis. You see and hear that growing up in high school. Mm -hmm. That's just the good old boy jokes that they make and it's terrible, but you have to acknowledge that, that he grew out of that. Anybody who can acknowledge their mistake, change, accept the consequences, and then move on is a better person. Yeah. Yeah. I I think Disney needs to watch Sweet Home Alabama. I mean, they distributed it, so. Yeah. (laughs) Disney. Disney. Back to here. She kisses him. She kisses Jake. And then there's, like, some more, like, real kissing, you know? Yes. 
and he tells her to, to go home. Do you think it's because he's still hurt? Yes. He is all about holding on to that hurt. Yes. But I mean, like, or, or I guess not hurt, because he still feels like he's not good enough for her. Or he didn't make, he hasn't made himself enough. Yeah, there is that. The, his line, he feels that she is his soulmate since forever, since they were 10 years old. Yes. And that she had to go off and find something better. He's constantly needing to be better to redeem himself because he's the reason she left. Yes. So this is his apology tour. Yeah. Got it. Everybody's got an apology tour in this one. (laughs) She does. You get an apology tour. The director does. You get an apology tour. (laughs) Where's yours, Disney? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Battlefield reenactment. Oh, I love the reenactment because this is such a thing. It is a thing. Her dad does it. Yeah. She's, she's going to see him. I don't know. Probably to apologize. <laughs> Everyone's apologizing. But she's going to say goodbye. Yeah. Andrew shows up. Mr. Dempsey himself. With the bad hair. At the Carmichael's. Jake is there too because he's going to meet up with Bobby, Bobby Ray. Ray. And so Jake's like, I'll take you to her. Takes him to the battlefield. And and he tells Patrick Dempsey that he's her cousin. Yes. And that he had loved somebody named Melanie Smooter who blew up the bank with a cat. Mm-hmm. With dynamite. Yeah. Which, who left dynamite, like, just there? Small town. <laughs> but also, like... Yeah. Bad practices. Yeah. Safety concerns. Yeah. I have issues. So... Andrew then finds out all, like, everything. Just, like, whacks him in the face of, like, she's married. She's not who she said she is. Her dad's wearing a Confederate outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, ah! Too much. The Confederacy. Yeah. So he runs away. Later on that day, Melanie's sad. Melanie's her, always sad. Yeah, making pies with her mom. Making jam. Mm-hmm. Making jam with her mama. Her dad brings Andrew home and is like, look who I found walking. And he's like, I'm sorry. He's his apology tour. Yeah, it's his apology tour. The only person who didn't have an apology tour was the mayor because she was unequivocally a bitch. Yeah. They uh, they make up and they agree for a country wedding. Yeah, because he was originally like, oh, yeah, we're going to have the wedding in New York. And yeah, she's yeah. like, no. Because that's what his mom, like, immediately as soon as they became engaged, she's like, I booked the plaza for the first week in June. <laughs> because it's a political event, your yeah. wedding. Your wedding is not private. It's only yeah. for public consumption. Because we're like the queen. Yeah. And, like, all of my grandchildren, they get their own weddings. And they get, like, televised weddings. And, like... Harry gets to like marry Meghan from the United States. I don't know. <laughs> I don't any know anything about royal weddings. Wow, it went someplace there. <laughs> okay. Um, wedding planning montage. I don't know how long this took place, but they're there. In the I was going to assume several months. It did kind of seem like several months because she was back in New York. She was in Alabama, so like a bit back and forth and planning and buying and blah 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 blah. Some months later. It is wedding time. Yes. Oh, also during that, she can't get in touch with Jake, and Jake is just, like, sad lying on his couch. 
let's get to it. She's walking down the aisle. In her fancy ass dress Mm -hmm. that her friend designed for her. Which it pissed me off that her maid of honor was also wearing white. That was a thing, though, in the early 2000s. Like, what do I know about weddings? You had pink hair and a purple dress. I did. In my wedding. Not that she got married randomly and I didn't tell anybody. But my aunt thinks I did. Yeah, I know. I still love that. Does she know now? I think so. (laughs) Yes. I may have one aunt who thinks I got secretly married to Ashley. (laughs) And put gay hearts all over your Yes. Facebook. I'm like, thanks, but no, no. maybe I just love the acceptance of it all. You know, (laughs) like, oh, Justine, (laughs) you got married to a woman. Yes, I love you. You're my niece. You're my, you know, like, like, okay, (laughs) but I didn't. I thought that's so weird. I'm not even thinking about it. It's too weird to think about (laughs) that. We got married. No, not that we got married, but that like. I would not invite family members to my <laughs> gay wedding. <laughs> First there was the revenge marriage. <laughs> and now there's gay marriage. <laughs> One of those is going to happen. Who knows? Or it could just be a normal like secret wedding. Normal secret wedding. Or just no wedding. No wedding. <laughs> it's fine. You do you. If you don't want to. Like I'm saying this out to the people listening. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want a wedding. Don't have a wedding. If you want just a small wedding, go to the courthouse. Do you. Or if you want, like, the big fancy princess wedding, expect to spend a lot of money, but you can have it. hmm <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. She had the princess wedding. She had the big, ridiculous wedding. Well, yeah. Dempsey was paying for it all. Yeah, and he, like, shipped things mm-hmm. down to Alabama from mm-hmm. New York. Oh, shit. We forgot one thing. What did we forget? Deep South Glass. <laughs> Oh, right. When her her uh, friends get there, mm-hmm. they find it, Deep South glass. Because she wanted the glass for her wedding. Yeah. She loved it. Yeah. But then she learned, Jake, it's Jake's glass. It's Jake's glass. Jake's Deep South glass. <laughs> deep South glass. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just, <laughs> it makes me think of something sexual. Deep South. Deep yes. South is just like implying something so sexual. Deep South. Is your vagina? I know. <laughs> it's like you're sticking glass up there, and that yeah. seems wrong. Yeah. I mean, unless it's one of those glass dildos. It could be a glass dildo, which is all right. Any other form of glass, I don't know, ma'am. Be careful. Be careful with your bits, okay? <laughs> be careful with the bits. If you take anything away from this podcast, <laughs> it's that. I'm glad to contribute that to be the Be careful world. with your bits. Be careful with his bits. Others. Be careful with others' bits. Be careful with just bits. Yeah. Bits and things. Bits. <laughs> Back to the wedding. Oh, wait. She's walking down the aisle. And, and the, the lawyer who's been looking for her, for her. But doesn't know how to operate a telephone, apparently. Also, we did not know he was a lawyer at first. We just thought he was a creepy old man who she might have also been married to. <laughs> we don't know her life. We don't know her life. Except we did know that her lawyer was in Birmingham, Alabama. Yes, but we didn't know who he was when he came in with the cane and the hat. He and was the like suit. Mr. Bumblesnout. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it's like Shooter. So we have a character this season. They gave him the most ridiculous name ever. You want to know what it is? Yeah. Red Bama. <laughs> That's not a name. That's a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's his name. 
So the lawyer who's getting attacked by Secret Service. Oh, right. He is. Yeah. So it turns out that she forgot to sign the wedding paper, the divorce papers. Miss Melanie didn't sign. She didn't sign. She didn't sign. She even called the idiot. The the papers had idiot proof tabs so they didn't screw up. And she still screwed up. Screwed it up. Of course, like Jake's mother is always like, everything's a sign. This is a sign. Don't have to go this way. Okay, so she turns to Andrew and goes, you don't want to marry me. My heart has been taken by someone else. A long time ago. long time ago, so you don't want to marry me. And I, I don't know, whatever. They don't want to get married. And so then Candace Bergen's like, are you going to accept this embarrassment from this country hick or whatever? Patrick Dempsey's like, yes, I am. Yeah. Mom, and walks away. And then Candace gets mad. And s- calls her a bitch. Uh-huh. And then Melanie's mom is like, hey, now, mm-hmm. we don't need to be name calling. She said her piece and now it's all over. And then she's like, go back to your double wide and fry something. And everyone is shook. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the guy behind Practor Dempsey. I loved his fucking face. Mm-hmm. And... And then, uh, yeah, Melanie does what every girl should do and stand up for herself and her family and punches her motherfucking lights out. Physical assault. (laughs) Standing up for yourself. Physical assault is bad, but stand up for yourself with words. She punched her right in the face. It's something I would do. Yeah. That's why nobody interrupted your wedding. My wedding was like 15 minutes long. Nobody had time. It's true. (laughs) So... She goes and finds her husband. Stick around to Friends of the Bride. I'm going to go find me a husband. <laughs> goes. He's in the... It's raining. Of course, he's in the... He's making his glass. He's making his glass and the lightning. And so she's like... Oh, he does the... Go back to your husband. He's like, I'm, I'm looking, looking at him. him. We still married. What you going to do about that? What you want to marry me for? So I can kiss you anytime I want. And then they kiss and don't get struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah, this time. Nobody dies. <laughs> or fake dies. Fake dies. They go back to the bar and have a lovely reception. They get cake. Yeah. And people Bobby dance. Bobby Ray and his new black gay friend, mm-hmm. who I don't remember his name. It's like Luis, I think. Mm-hmm. He's a designer. Mm-hmm. And then um, they redesign the cake. Mm-hmm. And then they look at each other. And we're like, sequel! Yep. <laughs> That's how this movie ends. They they kiss and hug and be married. And then it shows what happens after. And they have a baby. They have a baby and a successful business of the Deep South class. In New York and Alabama. Yep. And she still gets to... Be a fashion designer. Yep. Everybody's living their dreams. The end. Pretty much. Let's see what people on the internet think of this movie. What you think about Sweet Home Alabama? Chelsea loves it. Boobies and Newbies says, One of my all-time faves. Verbal Diorama says, Is it bad that I can't remember the plot of this movie? Just that Reese Witherspoon is in it? That was you. That was me. Revisit it. It's, It's worth it. It is worth it. Do you think it aged well? I think it did, actually. What do you think? I think it did, too. Yeah. There wasn't anything in there that is still not relevant today. Mm-hmm. Like, the South still does Confederate reenactments of the Civil War. There's, you know, there's lots that go on. 
Mm-hmm. So thanks, uh, thanks to those folks for getting back to us on such short notice. Yep. Sweet. Hi, Alabama. Okay, we're going to do a dramatic read. I'm going to be Jake. Uh, Ashley's going to be Melanie. And here Are we go. Are you ready? Are you ready? <sighs> yeah. Okay, I'm getting into my... Bring out your Alabama spirit. Going, going, going. Can I help you? Well, for starters, you can get your stubborn ass down here and get me a divorce. You're shitting me, right? I never fully understood that expression, but no, I am not shitting you. I just like that I can express my anger through my dialogue acting, like, for realsies. For reals. You're a real thespian. <laughs> okay, a rating. Rating for this movie. I think that I'm going to rate this movie three dynamite cats. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to rate this movie three and a half mm-hmm. lightning sand sculptures. Oh, pretty. I yeah, like they look like trees. Yeah, it was so pretty. Mm-hmm. I love it. Ashley, um, we have a question from Claire who wrote in. Okay, okay. Our question from Claire is... Of all the films that you've talked about so far, which one has the best editing? It doesn't necessarily have to be the best film. See, it's really hard because when we're going into these, we aren't watching it for the editing. Mm -hmm. And really good editing is editing that you don't know is happening. Yeah. I mean, there are some movies that we watch where we point out uh, like techniques we like. Yeah. But it's also like... I remember the bad ones. I remember the bad edits more than I remember like the the good ones mm-hmm. or less like the spectacular sequences. Yeah. Good editing, I feel like in most of these rom-coms makes it so the film moves nicely because often these have to have like large passages of time. Mm-hmm. Um a movie that's sticking out in my head right now is Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I was leaning towards charade or um, when mm. Harry met Sally. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I love Har- I love when Harry met Sally. Like just the fact that the use of the the split screen mm-hmm. was very rare, and they did it in it, it was very hard to do on film, mm-hmm. so you didn't do it as much. So like that that aspect of it, like just using utilizing. Uh, visual techniques that are different so like that kind of stuck out and the structure of it is really great yeah well and that's a huge passage of time but you don't feel like you're bogged down by anything Mm -hmm. charade was the same thing like we're going from multiple locations with multiple character changes but i never felt like i was out of the story or out of place or anything like that so this is the interesting thing is me and justine have very different approaches to editing Mm -hmm. and I like cuts and this is because this is the way that I think is I I think in very weird tangents. So my editing is typically in sometimes weird organized tangencies. And I like using things that are considered mistakes like before camera cut when actually action was stopped, but the actor did something different. Like I like using those like little weird moments that aren't intended to be used so it's hard because i don't know where they were coming from and i want to analyze like from the footage perspective so like what yeah yeah it's so much easier to point out like that was bad editing yeah because you're lost in time or space 
you know or even just it it pulls you out like that was just a bad edit like mm-hmm. i i'm always really good because i have to look for sync all the time i'm always looking at people's mouths and seeing if the words line up so i'm really good at noticing when the adr is really bad mm-hmm. <laughs> like somebody's lips are moving but there's no dialogue anymore or mm-hmm. or stuff like that so it's such a weird and hard question i'm sorry yeah and this is like early digital editing right now but mostly they're still cutting on film so you're not going to get as many sort of creative you're not going to get baby driver right that's why i was just about to give an example of baby driver where they cut to tempo to music like yeah there are a few like uh rom-coms where they're cutting to like some sort of dance scene or something and that's always fun when you're cutting on these these flatbed film machines i mean even in the early days of avid you weren't always able to cut with the music so it was super hard to cut with you know cut to a tempo cut like so sometimes when you have music thrown in there it seems out of sync now because we're so used to music and score and and things in like informing those editing choices yeah now it's like they've done picture and they've got to fit like they bought the rights to whatever music track and yeah or there's there's been 10 like this is something that not a lot of people know we cut to temp music all because when you're presenting things to producers or directors you want to show the cut in its most finished in quotation marks process that you can because a lot of times when notes are given they are not necessarily they're focusing on things that cannot be changed like oh the actor was sick that day can you make him look not sick no (laughs) so this is the thing i approach editing with that mindset of like what's all the work that they had to do did the editor have to cobble a performance together Mm -hmm. did the the entire intention of the scene change Mm -hmm. after rap like a lot of times sometimes dialogue is written after the fact after they've already wrapped they have to get the actors to say something else there's ways that you can edit it to manipulate that but sometimes you have to go back and reshoot things or Mm -hmm. or um just change the way that you're focusing on it's not just about adding sad music it's about like holding on those longing looks yes Uh, i don't think a lot of people realize how manipulate how much of manipulators we are we are (laughs) let's be honest when harry met sally is a fantastic film without even focusing on the editing so it's fantastic because of the writing it's fantastic because of the writing it's fantastic because of the actors that they had Mm -hmm. because Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal are great actors. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They know how to pull emotion out of words yeah. that might not necessarily and, come out in real life. And Rob Reiner knew how to get what he wanted from them, yes. too. Yes. Yeah. So the thing about judging movies based on that is very hard. It's a tier. It's a team. It's If you're going to judge the editor, then you need to judge the director, then you need to judge the actors. And... I think it's great whenever actors appreciate the work that goes into it Mm -hmm. because like when Brie Larson stood up there, like I like cried and said, thank you, you know, to my editor and the, the, the editorial team. It was like, thank you as an actor. That should be something that you recognize as well, because we make you look fucking good. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's why like whenever I read like reviews or whatever that say like the acting was good. I'm like, eh, that's a reflection on on the the perform like the performance choices. Yes. Because an actor does it slightly different every take. Yeah. And they'll do it five takes for each scene, you know. Yeah. 
and then the editor chooses the one. Yeah, and it's and and then it goes into the director, and you kind of switch around takes, and you mm-hmm. kind of are like, oh, I didn't take that scene that way, so let's try it this way. And it's a lot of trial and error, and it's a lot. It's, yeah, and with less money, you get less time to do that. There's lots of factors that go into this. Thank you for your question, Claire. Yes. You put us a half an hour over our. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, next time on the podcast, we are watching 2002's Two Weeks Notice with Hugh Grant and Sandra Bullock. I've seen this movie. You've seen it? It's a good a long time. I think I've seen it on TV, so uh, I've probably seen it in pieces. But okay. I've never seen it. I don't. I think I know what it's about. I don't think I care for this movie. Okay. Yeah. Probably. I, don't know. I feel like I forgot most of it. Well, let's wrap this up. If you like this podcast you just had in your ears, your ear holes, your ear holes, come on over to our Patreon and be and and we'd love the support. And also, there are extra goodies over there that you might like. I think you will. It's Patreon.com/slash/CutawaysPodcast. We've got a whole extra podcast over there. I want to give a shout out to two of our new patrons. Ellen and Alyssa. Welcome. Welcome to the slumber party. You're much better at that than I am. I just turned into somebody from 1940. (laughs) (laughs) See, look, you got it. No, I can't do it. (laughs) I I turn into gypsy. That's what I start turning like. Yes, 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 (laughs) yes, yes. Mama Rose. (laughs) That's pretty much what happens. Oh, uh, we've got we've got goodies over at our Patreon. Sorry. Um, yeah, we gotta wrap this bitch up. Crafts and stickers and whatnot, and things. all the things, all the things. Our website is thecutaways.com, and you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as at Cutaways Podcast. We are everywhere, and you could reach us. <laughs> reach out to us. We love it. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can leave us a comment. You can rate us. And hey, you should really subscribe to us. And wherever you listen to us, like Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, wherever, we're there. And now YouTube. Starting, yeah. Almost. Starting. Our first couple episodes are on the YouTube now. On the YouTubes. The good old days. Sweet home Alabama. Where the skies all blue. I don't know any words. Bye! Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.